very excited about getting him where we got him. This is the Turn on the Jets podcast, presented by Prime Sport. Play clock is down to one. McCown gets it off. He's throwing long on the near side for Anderson. He's got him into the open field. Touchdown, Jets! And now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. This week, we are going to be joined by Chris Nimbley, longtime friend of the pod, uh, who is the owner and editor-in-chief of JetsInsider.com and a longtime beat writer for the New York Jets. We are going to talk about the different rumors around the team, fan expectations heading into the NFL draft, and then give some of our predictions about what we think is going to happen this upcoming draft weekend, which is now only one week away from round one. So... Uh, before we dive into it, I uh, want to remind you guys this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets. Make sure to check out primesport.com slash turn on the Jets for more information on their ticket and hospitality packages. The schedule is coming out today, so you will have an idea about where and when you could buy your tickets finally. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Razor Sport. That's R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. The best in the business for betting, advice, and consulting. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, boxing, UFC, football futures, whatever it is, you name it. Check out Razorsport.com and sign up for their members section. That's R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. Make sure to give them a follow on Twitter at Razor Sport Club. Make sure to give Prime Sport a follow on Twitter as well, at Prime Sport. Before we get into the interview, we are going to answer a couple questions from Twitter. Appreciate the positive feedback on Sunday's mailbag edition. We'll make sure going forward to grab a couple questions each week, and before we get into our weekly interview, we'll work through them. Before I jump into those... I want to remind you guys to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. It's also available on Google Play and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. Also, make sure to check out our other podcasts in the Turn on the Jets digital network. Every Monday, Stick to the Jets, hosted by Connor Rogers. Every Tuesday, Draft Season, hosted by Joe Malfa and Dalvin Asario. Every Wednesday, The Jet Take, hosted by Kyle Fahey and Ben Blessington. Every Thursday, this podcast, hosted by yours truly. And every Friday, Play Like a Jet, hosted by Scott Mason. Uh, within a couple weeks, we will also have a sixth podcast called The Turn on the Jets Film Room, hosted by Joe Blewett. So... We got them all. Uh, we got all the Jets podcasts. Every type of angle is covered. We have a great roster of hosts, a lot of people doing a lot of great work. Please make sure to give everybody a subscribe, a rating, all that good stuff. Helps with the searchability, helps the website grow. Uh, been really exciting to watch the staff expand and some of the different uh, quality content that we've been getting over the past few weeks. And uh, no slowing down in the coming months as more news comes in and the Jets get their new franchise quarterback. Uh, all right, two quick questions before we jump into our interview with Chris. First one came from at Lopez 33 Hey, Joe, how likely is it the Jets try and trade back into the second round after giving away both our picks? I do not think this is likely. I actually think it is more likely the Jets will trade back on day three or maybe even with their third round pick to get more swings. Right now, the Jets only have six total picks this year. They also only have six total picks next year. So I do not think it will be... Uh, likely for them to give up more picks and only have four or five total swings. So I could see them trading back and trying to accumulate more picks 
this year or even more picks for next year, knowing that they don't have a second rounder this year or a second rounder next year. It is great they were able to keep their first rounder, but I do not expect them, unless something really surprising or drastic happens, to package picks to move up into the second round. Second question from at N12 Jamie Stewart. Question for the always positive Jets Twitter. Is the dream scenario Allen number one, Barkley number two, leaving your choice of Darnold, Rosen, and Mayfield at number three? Or does that make it too easy to pick the wrong quarterback? Listen, I, I understand the fear or the pessimism of having too many options and then making the blatantly wrong choice that could easily be rubbed in your face for years going forward, but you got to try to avoid to think that way. You want as many options as possible with the third overall pick so you could get the top guy on your board. Now, I think you can make an argument that Darnold, Rosen, or Mayfield are the top quarterback in this class. You want as much flexibility uh, on who that quarterback selection ends up being. So I do not think the board is going to break this way. I do think Darnold ultimately will go one, and I think there will be teams trying to trade up to number two. I don't know if the Giants will ultimately end up trading back, but I prefer to have all the options on the table rather than have uh, one or two guys off the board. I do think it is interesting to think about what would happen if Darnold was on the board. There's not been a lot of talk about the Jets and Darnold because most people have assumed he's going number one, and if he doesn't go number one, most people are assuming he'll go number two to the Giants, but I don't know. If you had to ask me who the Jets have as their top-rated quarterback, who the Jets have, not who I have or who the fans have, I would say they probably have Darnold as their number one guy. So if he did happen to be there at three, it would not surprise me at all if the Jets took him. So if the Browns go Josh Allen, we could see uh, maybe a surprise curveball curveball for the Jets on draft night with everyone so laser-focused on Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen. But we'll see how it plays out. Thank you for the questions. Keep tweeting them over. We'll do two or three, one or two each week, depending on how it goes. All right, let's jump into our interview now with Chris Nimbley of Jets Insider. Chris, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time for joining us. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, try, just trying to uh, work my way through all the nonsense and just somehow survive until the draft actually gets here. Where do you think we stand right now with all of this nonsense, rumors, speculation? Do you think that at this point, this is really a two-person decision, Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield? Or do you think there are more people in contention for this third overall pick than this? Or should Jet fans really happily be wrapping their head around either getting Rosen or Mayfield? Well, yeah, it's really hard to figure out, if, you know, especially no fans are sitting there, they're trying to figure out, listen to everybody and parse every single word and the meaning, and it's always, you know, smokescreen, silly season, everything we call it, it's always crazy, this seems a little crazier now. I, I don't think, I, I can't just uh, limit it to a two-horse race right now. Uh, I, I still, I don't know if it's the Jets, just being the Jets in me, that the concern about that, or McCagnan and the type of quarterbacks he like, I just I I'm, I'm torn on this because part of me thinks it's silly to just brush off Josh Allen like they like they wouldn't consider him, and the other part of me is also sitting there saying McCagnan can't really go back for essentially I know they're different players and quarterbacks, but he's essentially a Christian Hackenberg type of player that you have to sit and wait on, and I can't. He can't really do that again, can he? But then uh, maybe he can. And you, what you're listening to, what you're hearing, 
it right now it sounds like it's Baker Mayfield. It's not. It doesn't even sound like it's a two horse race right now. It sounds like it's Baker Mayfield, especially with the talk of Rosen possibly flipping and everything. But you know, it, the one thing I always try to tell people is what you hear right now. What you have, what you have to understand is that's what people want you to hear, and you have to try to figure out the motivation of why those people are telling you stuff. So, like, reporters, you know, there's reporters get information from scouts or from somebody in the league, and then they run with it. And But they don't sit there. Most of the time, they don't try to figure out, well, why is this person telling me this? They just run with it because it makes a good story, ignoring the fact that they're saying this. You know, you've got the Patriots now, supposedly, everyone's talking about them linked to the Rosen. Well, if the Patriots are getting something out, there, there's a reason for that. We know they're tight-lipped. So I, I do think, like, my, if my guess would be right now is uh, Rosen or Baker, but I, I don't think we can rule Josh Allen out as much as I know most Jets fans really desperately want to rule him out. This is, I'm trying to think of the last time where most Jet fans would be very happy, I think, with two or three of the picks, whether it's Mayfield, whether it's Rosen, or even whether it's Darnold, although there hasn't been much you know, talk about him because I think the fair assumption is that he's going to go first overall. Who do you think is the best fit for this current team right now? Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Josh Rosen? And do you think both of those guys could open up this season as the starting quarterbacks? Uh, I'll start with the, the last question there. Yeah, I absolutely think both of them are capable of walking into the building from day one and handling everything right off the bat. Now, with Bowles being the coach, will, will he be hesitant to start that guy right away? Will he have to play exceedingly high expectations early in camp and preseason to get that starting job? That's another story and for a different day that we'll discuss during training camp. But I think both of them are fully capable of stepping in right away. Uh, I agree with you, Darnell's going to go number one. I wasn't buying into last week's Josh Allen going number one thing. As far as, I think they're both good fits with what the Jets want to do offensively. This is, you know, hard to say with uh, Jeremy Bates coming in now, but I still think you're going to see a lot of the similar stuff that we saw last year. And I think both of them are really good fits. And I, I, this isn't to say Rosen isn't a good fit in this way, but Baker Mayfield just has that attitude that is just, I think he can handle New York. I think Rosen can too, but I feel like Baker is one of those people who was made for the spotlight. He was made for this type of stuff. And, you know, there's the talk about him, you know, giving screenshot and stuff and using his motivation. I think that's the perfect type of person that's going to, that can handle everything that, the media, the fans, everyone's going to throw at him here, and he's just gonna, he's not going to get rattled. He's just going to use it as fuel for motivation and be able to prove up the doubters wrong. Taking a step back, looking at the Jets more holistically for 2018, we know they're going to take a quarterback at number three. We're assuming that a rookie quarterback is going to start the majority of the games this year. What... What should fan expectations be for this upcoming season? And what are fans generally getting right and getting wrong about the current state of this roster right now? What are they sort of overvaluing about this team? And then maybe on the other flip side of it, undervaluing about this team who has been pretty damn bad the past few years, 10 and 23 over their last 33 games, seven year playoff drought. What is the expectation and what is the state of this roster comparatively league wide right now? 
Yeah, this is another complicated thing because I've noticed this when free agency started and everything's going around and the way fans were reacting to certain stuff and it was like, well, hold on, you, you know that no matter what they do here, they're not going to be a really good team next year. Like, this, this is still a team that's in development here. Like, they, you can look for a similar season to last year where you're focusing on the young, talented players and how they're coming along, how they're developing, and then look in the future of how you can build and add around them. But this isn't a team. I mean, this is the NFL. We know how it works. And the, they're going to be playing a, a, a you know last place schedule and this type of stuff. So maybe they can bounce their way into winning some games we wouldn't expect. But to, to have a realistic a thought that this is going to be a playoff team next year. It seems a little crazy, even if you're assuming whoever they take a quarterback just comes in and lights it up right away. It still seems a bit much. This this team has some good young things, and the, one of the things that you know, I know you and I've been there with you criticizing McCagnan. One thing that can't really criticize him for is the way he's setting up using these contracts, because he's so there's so much flexibility with the contracts. They don't have a lot of uh, money tied up. They don't have any money tied up in players for more than just a couple years, and so they can get out from all that stuff. So you just got to keep focusing and watching and enjoy the young players develop. Enjoy the Jamal Adams and Marcus today. Enjoy you know, Quincy Nunwood coming back. Hopefully Robbie Anderson can stay off the, uh, out of trouble off the field and watch them grow and develop with the new quarterback. But if you're really hanging your head that this is going to be a team competing for the playoffs right away next year, or even you know, right just right away. And that seems a little naive to me. This team still has so many holes, and giving up those two second round picks this year, which they absolutely should have done, but that's going to make it a little harder for them to build around this team for this season only. Now, knowing the Jets only have, they'll have their pick, you know, in rounds three through seven. They do have a little cap flexibility left. Do you think there'll be any, maybe not major moves, but any notable roster shuffling still to come in these five or six months? So basically, what direction or focus do you think they will go with for those day three picks? And then into the summer, do we think there'll be anything surprising that develops with this roster? Is it... Maybe Teddy Bridgewater is healthy and gets traded. Is it they maybe go look to make an addition at pass rusher still? Or is it somebody who ends up being a surprise cut? Is there any more sort of shakeup to this roster, which currently has 17 wide receivers and will have five quarterbacks in two weeks that fans should you know still expect before the season hits in September? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Teddy Bridgewater thing is going to be is tough to predict from here. Because we're hearing, uh, you know, mixed uh, uh, reviews on where he is health-wise right now. Is he even going to be healthy enough to be a full participant in training camp and to be there every day without taking reps off? Because if he's going to have to do that type of stuff, then that might lessen his chance of even being able to make the final 53 roster, which sounds a little crazy, but we have no idea. It's been so long since we've actually seen him play meaningful football we just don't know mentally where he's at. If he does play and is healthy and plays really well, I could absolutely see the Jets trying to flip him for a pick. It makes all the sense in the world to try to do that. Um, 
So I could absolutely see that, but that's going to depend on how it all plays out with him, his health and, and everything. I, I also think there's a chance that if Teddy's healthy and the quarterback, come, whoever they have comes in and is playing really good, then I could see them just releasing Josh McCarron or trying to set up some type of thing with him moving to the coaching staff. I wouldn't be surprised if not if not all three, Bridgewater, McCown, or the uh, the rookie are all still there. I you know it'll depend exactly how it plays out, but I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. As far as you know, new additions. We 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 know McCagnin, who who typically likes to try to try to do a trade or two of, of, in the off season. So I'd expect there to be one or two out there. And obviously it depends on who will become available. Also what other teams are going to get cut from other teams. I think they would absolutely love to address the offensive line some more, get some more depth there. Um, but it's going to have to be who, who's available and who shakes free and all that. And with the, you know, the draft, the third round, fourth round, I think they're going to be going offense, and that should make fans happy with the way that they've gone defense early after all. I think with that third-round pick, yeah, you're the best player available and all that, but I think you've got to try to be looking for an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman or a running back because this, this class, is, I know they went and signed you know, Crowell, and it, doesn't, it seems like they're preparing not to be able to draft one. But if a Terrion Johnson, a Sean Penny, of uh, um, you know, Dave from Tennessee, if they're still available at three, I think that's a really good move. You can go and you can pair him with the young quarterback to help him out and help the running game, get him involved in the passing game and all that. So I think you kind of have to go offensive line and running back with those third and fourth round picks. All right, we got to put you on the spot before we let you go. As it stands today, who will be the Jets' pick with the third overall pick? How many games will he start this upcoming season? And what will the team's final record end up being? So three very hot take questions that need three hot take answers. But as it stands today, seven days before the NFL draft, what do you think the answer to those three questions are? Uh, I'm going to stick with Rosen as my pick. I know everyone's kind of hopping off that train. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to be surprised. If it's been through, but I'm going to stick with Rosen as my pick. I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm going to go against Pat Bowles' nature, and I'm going to say whether it's Rosen or it's Baker that the quarterback is going to start all 16 games barring injury. I just think either of those two are going to come in and look better than any other quarterback on this roster. Obviously, if, again, if that's Josh Allen coming in, then I will switch that up and say he might start zero games. But if it's Rosen or Baker, I'll, I'll go and start all 16 games. And I, I'm going to go with the 6-10 and 10 season. I think that's fairly reasonable across the board. I certainly hope that we see the Jets rookie quarterback play as many games as possible, I think, at this point. Josh McCown's starts are basically just a waste of everybody's time. And if Teddy Bridgewater is playing great, maybe that's a different story. That's a good problem to have. But I, I think let's get the rookie out there to learn, develop this year so you're ready to compete in year two like the Rams did with Goff, like the Eagles did with Wentz. And 
I am very torn personally. I can't decide on who I want to put on my mock for number three. I've been with Rosen most of the way. Definitely a, a hard push with Mayfield here. I think it's going to be a coin flip on who my final decision ends up being, but I think it's basically like a, a 50-50 with these two at this point, which again is a good problem to have because I'm happy with either of the picks, which is a rare situation to be in for uh, for Jet fans. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I just, I just want to say the thing is, I know there is a, a fraction of the fan base that's split, and they want one or the other. I think you know I talk about this a lot with receivers, how like we compare uh, the top receivers, uh, Julio Jones and Antonio Bryant, and they're both exceptional. They're they're just different, like, and I think that's kind of the case when you're talking about Rosen and Baker. They're both really good. They're just a little different. And you're going to be naturally drawn to how one person plays or how the other person plays. And for me, for me selfishly, perfectly, uh, just, just for me, I would want the pick to be Baker because no matter how he plays, I'm going to have a lot of fun covering him. So I, I could go that way, but I do think Rosen is the better bet. But you really can't go wrong with either of them, in my opinion. I agree. I think absolutely no reason not to be excited about either of those picks. All right, Chris, thank you for taking the time for joining us. Everyone go give him a follow on Twitter, at CNimbly. He is the editor-in-chief and a beat writer for JetsInsider.com. It should be an eventful week for us, I would say. I think, I think it's going to be interesting these next couple of weeks. It definitely is. It's, it's actually been nice this year because normally at this time of year, I, you know, I'm going through and looking, studying all these players. Now I'm just like, all right, I just really got to focus on like these couple of quarterbacks and focus on picking their games apart instead of having to worry about you know, all these offensive line and everything. It's nice to be able to just focus and know that they're going to take one of a couple quarterbacks in that game. I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a very nice change of pace, particularly after the last few years. All right, Chris, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again after the draft. Uh, absolutely. Thanks. Anytime.